Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Don't pump I'm but a dance dance. I wear these spandex pants, pants. My ass looks good when I dance, dance. Don't pump I just dance, dance. Leg warmers when I dance. dance. Cocks on my feet and a headband. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Superficial Magic, the most magical place on the planet. I'm your host, Megan Granger. And as always, we are joined by the beautiful co-host, Dana Moon. Hi, Vibrator. She has her own podcast, Moon Me. Which I'm a little late on. But we're going to get we're going to get it right back into shape. We're getting it back up. So bring us our guest today, Dana. So, OK, this conversation is unbelievable. And uh, our guest today, her name is Ambie Kavanaugh. She's a lawyer turned life coach and probably the most magnetic yet soothing human I've met in my life. Yeah. We talk about everything you need to know about relationships, being empathetic, being codependent, making, you know, turning alchemy like creating alchemy trans- you're so excited you can barely I like, can't, you can't am talk am i making any sense no right but now? it's but the excitement is so good i love her so much and she what she had to say about relationships has that's been like a, the biggest struggle in my life yeah yeah i know me too and so all of this information is like kind of life-changing Agreed. And she's on our group chat right now because somebody sent out her episode on codependency. Alchemy with Ambie is her um, website and her podcast is of the same name. So she has an episode on codependency. It's been in the group chat for quite a while. It's always referenced. I've listened to it 70 times. Um, You're now obsessed with it as well. So we thought, why not have her come on, talk about what makes a healthy relationship, talks about talk about what makes a not healthy relationship, and just all the beautiful things in between, because relationships are where we all get stuck. Yeah. There's so much abandonment. There's so, like the two human needs of not being left and of being loved are so wrapped into relationships, and we try to hold on to them for too long, and we try to manipulate them, or we... Um, try to get something out of it yeah for personal gain and not think about the other person like there's, yeah yeah and the whole purpose is to just expand with mm-hmm. each other so my favorite thing though is ta- is her alchemy explanation oh my god oh my god I and we we start off the episode with that so yeah. you guys are gonna hear all about it um should we do a little brief check-in with us I don't think much has changed in my life other than just having a ton of anxiety, which is totally boring and annoying to talk about. Well, I had a a little slight change. I became semi-enlightened. Megan is being enlightened and I'm going in the opposite direction. This is wonderful. (laughs) (laughs) You're going to swing back up. You never told me about this experience. Yeah, because I wanted to forget it. You guys can read about it on my Instagram. (laughs) I, I posted about it. It was fucking terrifying. I was like literally Dead. shown oneness like to myself um it's all i've always understood that everything is all one we're all one blah 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 blah. i have never spiraled this hard completely getting it why isn't it why is it not like the most amazing thing ever um i thought it would be i've been you know thinking my whole life like i gotta get there i gotta get there i gotta get there that's all i wanted but then the ego does not like that because your identity is gone you're you know, like 
everything has to die because you realize it's all an illusion in your mind and it feels very lonely to the ego. So I, I did try to keep going, even though my ego was like, nope, I want to keep playing the Megan game and being me and blah, blah, blah. I was like, nope, I'm going to keep going. Let's, let's do this. And, uh, I fell asleep. I felt my third eye open, which was really cool. And the next day I woke up and I still realized it deeper than usual, but, um, I was, I was really, the ego got stuck. Like I'm still stuck on the ego part because it's still really scary. I don't like it. Don't you always have to have your ego though forever? I mean. We we all have an ego for a reason. Yeah. It has to always play a part or we're not human. Yeah. I mean, I, I think some people transcend it when they become enlightened and they still have intellectual parts of their minds that can communicate and tell them when to go to the bank and et cetera. But I don't know. I had a. When I was having massive anxiety, I, I was like, I'm going to meditate because I don't know what else to do. Mm. Right. So I got into the point where, you know, there's so much chatter and then you finally like quiet your mind and you get there and you're like, oh, my God, this is so amazing. And then I literally left my body and I don't know where I went. Whoa. And it scared me so much. I came back and I was like, did I fall asleep? Like, I think I was awake this whole time. I don't know where I went. So I I was I was like, I'm just going to take a nap because I can't shake. And this feeling of literally just leaving my body. (laughs) We are going through some stuff. And then I took a nap and totally just peaced out. You were gone. (laughs) I was gone. You flew away. I was gone. And then as I started waking up, the waking up part was the only thing that was cool because I didn't feel anything. Mm, You like transcended your body. Yeah. And I think I died came back i don't know (laughs) well me too here we are we're together um we're alive we have our egos your experience sounds way actually not really mine was very terrifying same i think it i think it's one and the same i think honestly we we had the same experience couldn't get rid of the anxiety after though it still was like hi i'm here yeah no i'm gonna keep ruining your life dana it was only one day i'm being dramatic it's it was one day where i couldn't do anything (laughs) Um, anything else we need to update them on? I feel like my life is so boring right now. Like I literally nothing. Like we went to a fun party on Saturday. Oh yeah, we went to a fun party. That was great. The Molly never came. The Molly never came. Dana did not did not um go on Molly. But uh yeah, I think that's it. And well, now that we're semi semi enlightened, um we still have a lot to learn. And yeah. I think today's episode blew our minds totally blew our minds so you guys buckle in listen up get to know ambi and let us know what you think on the superficial magic vibrators facebook group in the episode is ballin ballin out enjoy it all right hi ambi thank you so much for being here thank you for having me ladies i've never been more excited for an episode of my life yeah you're spazzing out right I'm now so excited <laughs> you guys ambi is british and everything she says we're like because ha, 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 ha. <laughs> it's just, i'm giggling back <laughs> it's such a relaxing voice but i also love meeting people who like i don't expect to be funny and then they're really funny mm. so you're very like surprising and it, oh. but yeah. I'd, inadvertently I'd, funny well Dry. I think British. Oh, yes. Brit- yeah, dry. Mm-hmm. Dry. Because yeah. you're life coach, so that seems like serious, right? No. Yeah. But <laughs> but then you're really funny and you're like, okay, 
This is great. This is going to be great. Humor is a big part of everything I do. Yeah. Can you explain to us first and foremost what alchemy is? So alchemy, yeah. Alchemy is transformation. And in the olden days, alchemy was a process of taking base metals and transmuting them, transforming them into gold. So it was this very magical kind of process. And you know, the old day alchemists kind of had all these weird symbols that they worked with and they had all these weird kind of laboratories and kind of cooking up their little formulas and et cetera, et cetera. And to me, modern day alchemy is the process that I went through. It's the process of deep transformation, mind, body, soul, completely, you know, shedding a skin because I used to be a litigator and a lawyer in, in the UK and an on-air talent and I'm none of those things anymore. Mm. Um, and shedding a skin and being reborn and having a new life and a, a new birth and a new identity. Now that's what it was for me, which is what birthed alchemy with Ambi. But I think for anybody who's listening, for anyone out there, for you guys, we're all constantly going through a process of alchemy and it's a process of transforming things in our lives and taking things that perhaps aren't the gifts in our lives you know perhaps are the more difficult things and transforming them to extract the gold to extract the little nuggets and to experience the high from what could be a seeming low you know and to transform ourselves and to transform our lives in the process to make gold out of bullshit yeah yeah i like that Mm. good tagline (laughs) so it's like the lower i guess you experience like the I guess the worst thing that can happen to anybody the higher you can transform absolutely the 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 worst thing that could happen you know every I always like the saying of saying every blessing has a curse you know every every good thing that comes our way could also be cursed not cursed like in a kind of woo woo witchy way but it could have a gray lining rather than a silver lining and every cloud has a silver lining and all of us as human beings are going to constantly experience challenges and difficulties and we want to achieve x and we need to overcome y you know etc etc so it's this concept and idea that we look at challenges in a different way we look at difficulties in a different way and we look at it as life is an ongoing process of alchemy so it's not like oh I get to this point and I get married or I get this job or I get this role or whatever it is that somebody wants and then everything's going to be perfect it's okay that's great that's some alchemy that I did to get me to this stage now there's going to be new challenges and there's new alchemy to do and what I like to encourage people to think is that even if things are pretty shitty in your life it doesn't mean that you can't completely turn them around because we're all alchemists we can all go into the little lab and do the little concoction Mm. and extract the gold from the bullshit Mm -hmm. well we (laughs) we have trouble um with alchemy i think sometimes we get stuck on it just being a problem um alchemy more like alchemy Ow. Oh, oh, I like that. Ow, 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 Alchemy. Um, oh, alchemy. Alchemy. Yeah, no, it's a really good joke, you guys. Um, <laughs> so the main, the main thing I think that we come to this universe to work on to alchemize, is that a verb? Yeah. Um, is relationships. And Absolutely. they get so stuck for me and for a lot of people, I think. Yeah. Um, we hold on too tightly. We don't know how to let them like shape shift and form and grow and move. And you have the most calming process for explaining relationships and how to deal with them I've ever heard. Everybody go listen to her podcast. It's great. Um, So you first had a podcast called Season Reason Lifetime. Lifetime. Yeah. Can you just briefly explain that? Because I think before we go into codependency, it is kind of the thesis a little. 
Yeah, you know, it's this, um, I don't know who wrote the original quote, just to say it's not my quote, I don't want to be, um, you know, taking credit for something that's not mine, but it goes around on the internet a lot that people, you know, this saying of people come into your life for a reason, a season or the lifetime. And the trick is to know which it was and to like, take the lesson and the blessing, the love, and to be able to move through it. And to me, that is everything about relationships of all kinds, platonic, professional, romantic, spiritual relationships they are reason season or lifetime relationships and I think when we view all the relationships in our lives through that filter through that sort of consciousness we can start to move through things and changes that are occurring in our relationships with less holding on as you said mm. and like that's that saying let go or be dragged you know rather than being dragged and having our knuckles graze and knees graze because we won't let go of an out a relationship that's passed its sell by day right it's served its purpose in our lives maybe it was a reason maybe it was a season or maybe it's a lifetime relationship that's gone through a reason and a season and it's now in a different season whatever it is it's just i think that we expect our relationships to be static and to, to maintain the status oh, quo for sure and that's what kills us yeah okay. especially with romantic relationships oh my gosh you especially. get stuck on like the beginning right it's like that high the passion the intense love yep yeah and then and then there is the next then there's season. Act two. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and it's not the same. Dana and I have been going to Codependence Anonymous. Wow. Yeah. We've uh we've been hitting it up and only going together, which is codependent, we know. <laughs> so codependent. <laughs> oh dear. <laughs> but um I I really think most people should be going to this to these meetings because codependency isn't something you like I think it's something almost everyone struggles with I absolutely agree with you and in the codependent episode what I talk about is that we think it's the needy person that's the codependent right we're mm -hmm. like oh it's the needy one who needs everyone's help who needs this that and the other we're like, oh that's the codependent there's two people in any relationship you know, there's two sides of the equation and there's normally somebody that's the enabler. There's the one that's receiving the energy and the one that's giving the energy and it takes two to tango. So I think that most people have a degree of codependency in their relationships, um, myself included. You know, I definitely can see patterns from the past where I got myself into tricky situations. And I think when we understand that, we can look in and we can look within ourselves and say what am I bringing to the table when relationships and what am I seeking in relationships and is there a healthy energy exchange or am I going in and planting a seed that is immediately codependent mm. yeah I, I, I think you said um in the episode that the goal is to create interdependency interdependency what is that so interdependency is where there's a mutual exchange of give and take you know the two people are autonomous fully autonomous individuals but they are able to be dependent on each other but not in a codependent way right so there's they're, they're getting some of their needs but i mean like you know if you think about it a mother and a child okay there's more of a dependency there because the child is reliant on the mother. But even two people in a marriage, right? You're you're dependent on each other in many ways, but you're still autonomous. You're still individuals. You're, you don't become one just because you get married in a healthy marriage anyway, right? So, it, or friendship, a friendship where, you know, my closest friendships, which have survived, have been the ones where they're interdependent. You know, they are really healthy ones where 
they can be there for me with my problems, but they're not taking on my problems. Or I can be there for them with their problems, but I'm not taking on their problems. It's a healthy exchange of energy, which is dependable, but is allowing the other person to live their own life. What is the difference between being really empathetic, which is a popular word that is being thrown around Mm -hmm. all the time, Mm -hmm. uh, people that can feel other people's emotions. Like, what is the difference between... um, being so empathetic you take on other people's emotions because you feel them mm-hmm. right and mm-hmm. their problems and you like absorb it and you want to help what's that versus being codependent or is it one in the same i think that there is a gr- 50 shades of gray between um being an empath and ending up being a, in a part of a codependent relationship right because I can tell you that I am an empath and a lot of the time the fact that I'm an empath has led me to codependent relationships yes yes because exactly you feel the other person's pain Mm -hmm. and you want to help yes you feel and you take on their problem as their own but what I have realized is as much as I might have said oh that makes me a good person like I just feel so much whatever it doesn't not when I'm enabling the other person's codependency not when I'm stepping in and doing for them what they need to do for themselves it doesn't help either of us it means I've taken on too much and they're not taking on enough Mm. right so Mm -hmm. I think that for those of us out there who are empaths who say well I feel so much I feel so much and I just want to be and you know we try and dress it up as I'm a good person I just want to help I'm a good person I'm sure there's many people out there who are listening who, who feel that right who think well I'm empathetic I feel things I want to help it's great to be a good person it's great to want to help but it's good to want to help with boundaries set in boundaries yes how do we create them what are they just like i know big topic Mm. big topic episode three i think (laughs) of my podcast (laughs) so boundaries are if you think about it when you and your neighbor like you're living next door and you you, there's a there's a line between your house and his house right there's like a like a fence between your two gardens it's an it's a physical actual line so too we need energetic spiritual emotional physical lines in all of our relationships and even with ourselves with our relationships with ourselves they're these lines that we create that it's very much like the planet saturn put a ring around it right Mm. you put a ring around something to contain some of the energy so we have to have boundaries with ourselves and other people if you like it then you better put a ring around it yep Mm -hmm. and if you want to protect the energy of anything in your life you want to have a boundary around it because that's what makes it flourish and be long lasting and fulfilled and actually successful by having healthy boundaries to start with. When you don't have boundaries, that's when everything starts to fall apart. Mm-hmm. This is how bad I, I mean, I used to think enmeshment was love, mm. like combining mm-hmm. everything. I'm like, that's love. Oh, for sure. We we had We had really similar, like, codependency issues which is interesting to me because megan and i have completely different backgrounds but we struggle with very similar like deep-rooted issues it's probably why you're drawn to each other though Mm. right probably why your souls you've got similar soul makeup and that that kind of pulls you together and that's the journey you're going on of exploring how to overcome those kind of things Mm -hmm. and it's in and you know there's a whole psychological road that we can go down which i'm sure we're not going to go on this episode of why people are the way that they are but i think that most of us are taught early on in life unfortunately not to have boundaries to people please and to be in codependent relationships in some kind of a way 
Oh, completely. I Every time I set a boundary, I expect like somebody to come out of the wall like the Kool-Aid man and be like, you can't do that. <laughs> like it feels illegal. It feels like I cannot just be like, no. And I've started to. But it, it was so foreign to me because I was just so used to being a good girl. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, it was really nuts. Are we codependent on fixing our codependency together? <sighs> yeah, obviously. <laughs> Whoopsie. <laughs> So but with things. good intention, with good intention, right? When you say boundaries with yourself, do you mean kind of mean like your inner child giving it some limitations? And yeah, okay. I think limitations. Look, I have so many different boundaries with myself, right? Mm. Like I have boundaries with physical boundaries of no, you cannot do twenty things in one day that you used to be able to do because it's not physically possible. You'll be tired. You'll be resentful. You'll be X Y Z. That leads me to have physical boundaries with my other people in my life like I might say to my husband I can't do xyz today or, or to my in-laws I can't do this that and the other or to friends I can't you know see all three of you to you know three people in one day etc etc so I think we have boundaries with ourselves whether it's physical like for me it's about my time how I spend my time how much I can fit into a day but it's also energetic like I have boundaries around my phone doing new exercises and practices without boundaries around social media boundaries around my computer I'm trying to do that that's like so hard it's so hard but it's so life-changing i find myself on social media like all day long and i'm like and And how does it make you feel not good literally not good at all but it's an addiction yeah right Mm -hmm. it's an addiction it's a habit but it's just actually a habit and it's a bad habit or we can form a good habit so if we set boundaries we can have a good new relationship and have it i'm not trying to force you to change things with what you she do. takes your phone and throws it out the window <laughs> no one can see it's okay <laughs> i'm like oh oh <laughs> when i wake Excuse up me. in the morning i'm trying to envision like a little vial full of gold um sparkles kind mm. of and it's like that's how much energy i have on the on the for the day mm-hmm. and everything is going to take some of that energy so like if my friend is having a hard day and she's like i just need you to meet me for lunch sounds innocuous that's gonna take like a third of the little bottle and something huge is going to be forgotten so so it's like that's beautiful by the way that's a really good visual I like that a lot I really like that I really like that yeah it helps me to see it yes um and and it helps me to say no because I I just I have such such struggles with that I feel like you're good with boundaries I'm getting good. You have really good phone boundaries. Like, I feel like you're not always I'm not always on, on my your phone. phone. I have really good boundaries with men, I think, now. Um, but like you let them know. Yeah. Immediately. You're like, this is not going to work for me. Right. But friendships. Mm. And you're, you're great because you are empathetic. So you don't ask for too much. <laughs> but friends who aren't like that, who, who demand, I start to feel... You can't um, say no to them. I can't say no to them. And I just can feel my little vial slipping away. And that's like, that's your day. That's your life. That's, that's everything. Your life. That's your energy. Mm-hmm. So I think I fall into your category where it's, it is, or I did definitely, I think I've finally come out the end of it where I found it more with codependency with more female friendships than I did with relationships. Same. It's, it's a really tough one. And I think that every relationship that we have is a catalyst for change and alchemy and every relationship that we have is 
you know, a spiritual part, a, a spiritual challenge. It's part of our spiritual growth. So for me personally, the codependency was largely in female friendships. And especially when I went on my spiritual path sort of 10 years ago and went on my kind of awakening, like, you know, you'd go and you'd all go together and you'd all do one thing together and, and you do this together. And then you all try and keep in touch with how you're doing on your path. And then I got to a point where I realized like, this isn't actually serving any of us. Yeah. You know, we need to kind of go break away and do our own thing to a degree. And um, I'm in a codependent relationship here and I'm completely drained all the time. I thought I was a life coach before I was even a life coach. Right. So you talk about this on the podcast that I love that uh, it was all about codependency. Mm -hmm. And you talk about, so was it your, your 20s that you experienced it was, it was, codependent friendships? Yeah, my I would say my late 20s and early 30s were the most difficult times. But I would even say, you know, in the last five years or so, I have seen different layers of my own codependency and, and understood that relationships have, have, have blown up in my face. And then I've been like, oh, my God. I thought that person was being like X, Y, Z, but what have I brought to the table? Which part of me is in my shadow is in this relationship? It's so fascinating. Oh, always great. have to look at ourselves, right? Yeah, we always have to take responsibility. We have to. Yeah. And I'm I'm responsible. I, I, I take responsibility for my side of things. But it, it's made me now more cautious when I met meet new friends or make new friendships of just like not, not letting new people in because I've moved to a foreign country and otherwise I'd have no friends. Um, but just, you know, at the outset checking like where is my head at? Where is their head at? Like what's the energy exchange? And not going, well, do they do as much as whatever? But just making sure it's healthy from the outset. And can, Oh, sorry, go ahead. Can you meet somebody for the first time and like as you're like a new friendship right it's like developing can you just be like boundary and like move your hand in front of your you know what i mean like just yell out boundary <laughs> in my head <laughs> boundary <laughs> can you imagine hello so nice to meet you boundary 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 <laughs> boundary That's the funniest thing i've, I've maybe like i'm gonna get a dog called boundary yeah boundary, boundary. <laughs> over here please you can kind of tell by how people make you feel Yes. Like if you leave a situation and you're like, I have so much energy, I believe in myself. Yes. And they leave that situation feeling that way too. You just like had an interconnected, good, autonomous time. Yeah. You can tell. I mean, how you feel is so important as a guide to what the energy is of a situation. And and the thing is, is here's an example for you, right? I had to sit down with a good friend a few weeks ago and talk about something that was going really difficult that was going on in their life, something really painful, really hard. And to be honest, it brought up a lot for me because I love them and I felt so much, so much emotion about it. But I was still able to walk away feeling like, oh, Oh, sad in my heart for them and like empathetic but still kind of like good because I was able to help and advise and it was a, an exchange of energy and then it was you know we talked about them for a while and then we talked about some of the stuff that was going on with me and it was that's a situation where it's not about like you know I think one of the things that's going on and maybe online even as well is kind of like that person's got bad energy bad vibes shitty things happen to people you know mm -hmm. all of us each of us sitting here like we're going to go through difficult times dark times where we feel a cloud is hanging over our head where we we can't see the light where we're just a bit heavy that's okay that's part of being human i'm not saying like if somebody has isn't happy then we shouldn't be friends with them but what i'm saying is is, is it's how the problem or their life and their situation that they're dealing with it, it's how they bring that to the to the friendship mm -hmm. to the connection mm -hmm. so what do you mean, like dumping it on somebody else versus 
let me talk something through. Yeah, is that exactly. Kind of- it's kind of like, it's like the friend that texts and there's something going on and they're wanting like a back and forth all evening about something. And it's just like, it's not respecting the other person's time, right? Or energy or that they, it's an evening and maybe they've got something better to do their lives than like talk back and forth. And the friend that says, hey, you know, I've just had this situation. Are you around for a chat? Or can we, can we meet up soon to talk about it? And it's just that person is asking you for help as a friend. There's an interdependency there, but they're kind of being respectful energetically of your time and space. Now, equally, if you're the kind of person who your friend starts a text exchange and you're texting back furiously into the night, then you're part of a codependency dependent thing as well. Now, some people listening to this will say, well, you know what? That's how I enjoy my relationships with my friends. And I'm not saying that that's not right for some people, but I think what you have to be careful of is that might be right for a while when you're in it because you need to feel needed. Yes. Yeah. That, Self-esteem. That, yep. That Self-esteem. opposite side of the coin, the person who's giving too much, the person mm-hmm. who's carrying too much weight, what are they usually running from, dealing with? I mean, I know we can't be specific, but like what's the spiritual the person that's kind of got the problems you mean the or? person who's trying to fix all the problems uh, the, so the fixer i'm a fixer yeah and guess what so am i yeah. i mean that's why i'm now i'm my coach i'm doing but now it's in a healthy i've taken all my energy and i'm channeling it in a healthy direction before i was trying to fix everyone else's lives without wanting to fix my own same yeah same. because <laughs> it's easier to do that than look in the mirror and- of course it is yeah. so busy helping everyone else well i come home at night then i'd be exhausted and whatever and i didn't have to look in the mirror and go well you might have advice I-, I was giving the best advice to other people and i was not living that advice and that's why one of the things i now say is i practice what i teach i'm no longer i'm not preaching anymore to anyone i'm practicing what i'm teaching like i check in with myself every day am i a living embodiment of my teachings or not mm-hmm. and if i'm not which sometimes i'm not then that's okay but i need to like kind of check get in back on track. get back yeah. on track yeah it's crazy that when you're in it you feel like uh, it feels so good it feels so right in the moment to, to be in a codependent exchange. Yes. Yeah. You're getting it's energy. satisfying. Mm-hmm. But looking back now, to me, I'm just like, not only did I feel like I wasted energy, mm-hmm. like valuable, valuable time in my life, but I also feel like it like was paralyzing yeah. to my own personal evolution and my career. And I can't, like, I do, sometimes I do, I'll, like, be alone and I'll be like, oh, my God. Like, I'll have that, like, moment of regret. And then I'm like, okay, well, I can't go down that route. So there has to be some lesson for all the people that went through it on a deeper level. Yeah. Well, I think you touched on something really interesting, which is you got energy from it. And so did I get energy. We get energy at the time as being part of that codependent relationship, right? We get an energy hit. hit. We get a hit of energy. We feel good in the moment and it fills some part of us. Unfortunately, it fills our ego that wants to be distracted from dealing with itself because the ego doesn't want to deal with itself. So it it gives the ego something to distract itself with so you don't oh. have to look at the soul. Okay, wait. Makes sense? Wait, so yes. when we're, <laughs> face. Yeah, my we're, mind's we're, being blown, we're, we're crying, we're like, eh. so we want to fuck with other people's lives so we don't have to deal with our soul. And when we're fucking with their lives, they're not connected to their soul. Yeah. So everybody's just running from this connection with their soul because yeah. it's scary and different and out of the ego. Yeah. There you go. You- Beautiful summary. I like that. So we, an amazing listener shared a meme from you to oh. me <laughs> and it kind of changed my world 
Oh, and I love memes. um, the meme you shared was I'm gonna probably butcher it, but it was like being addicted to your own trauma and drama and being addicted to like self help mm-hmm. is actually not helping you. Yeah, yeah. Do you remember what I'm oh, kind yeah, of talking about? I know about? exactly which one you're talking about. <laughs> it was more detailed and it was better than what I'm saying right now. I know which one you're talking about. But... I, I just reset my Instagram, so lots of them are just in some. I don't know. My assistant's got them in some kind of ether, Insta ether. But I know exactly which one you're talking. About. I that was me, as well. That's I... a, another side of a whole yes. probably another episode. I shared it with Megan, and then Megan was like, "Oh my god, I've been messaging her," and I was like, "We have to have her on the podcast. Like, this is meant." Yeah. This is totally meant to be. But, okay, so maybe can we touch on that a little bit? Like, because you think that you're doing, you know, self-help. Like, you're reading the books. You're doing mm-hmm. the meditation. You're kind mm-hmm. of, you're talking it through with friends. You you think you're making progress, but that's hindering your growth, essentially? Listen, I honestly, and it's and it's it sounds like uh, hypocritical, almost like what a dichotomy. You know, it is uh, this complete contrast. I'm saying, do self help, but then don't do too much self help. Self people can take self help to a point too far, just like anything in life. Right? You can do too much yoga. Why are you looking at me? (laughs) (laughs) People can take people take things too far. (laughs) Eye contact directly with me. <laughs> that was a scary Scorpio look that she just gave me. I'd like Fire to point sign, out. baby. Actually, you're a deep water sign. Anyway. Boundaries. Uh, boundaries. Water <laughs> sign. I'm boundaries. double. I'm double water and fire. I don't know what that means. Somebody told. It sounds cool. Okay. It sounds good. We t- so navel gazing. You know, and I think that's the, that's the expression that's coming to mind. Like, look, of course, working on ourselves is good, and and yes, part of the whole being in codependent relationships and being distracted by stuff is to not work on ourselves but then we can go down the rabbit hole of starting to work on ourselves and working on ourselves so much we become obsessed with ourselves we become obsessed with our shadow our ego this happened this person this happened in this situation what does it mean what does Let's it mean analyze, Let's it. analyze every freaking thing and i think that's when you know you I see it like this. I see a pile of poop and I see mm. that somebody is sat in the pile of shit, to be completely honest, and <laughs> it's just going round and round and they're like swirling round and round in it. And at one point you need to pull yourself out That's of me. the pile of poop, yeah. go and have a shower and move the fuck on. Yeah. Wow. Speaking my language. Sorry. Goosebumps. No, true. <laughs> so true. Right. Uh, so, so you can be codependent with self-help. You can be yeah, you can be codependent with everything. You can be codependent with yoga. You know all these people who are like it's LA and they're like CrossFit. I'm yoga. I'm going to yoga. I'm so and I'm like the you, CrossFit people, the CrossFit yoga people. people, half the people at Whole Foods. You know, I'm looking at them and I'm like, you're eating all this green food. You're in your, you know, you're got this amazing figures and bodies and male, whatever, whatever. But you're so angry in the Whole Foods car park. Like, what's the point of everything you're mm-hmm. doing? It doesn't help you. You have to be who you want to be. It is as simple as that, as simple and complicated as that. Be it every single day. Mm-hmm. Not oh saying I'm gosh. trying to be like this that, and the other. You know what? I'm not freaking perfect by any means and I'm not whatever, but I want to be a calm person. So when I'm driving in my car, I need to be a calm, chilled person. When I'm at the car park and people are stealing car parking spaces and just being arseholy, I need to be a calm grounded person do you know what I mean you have to be who you want to be without going but I need to overcome this and I need to do this course we can get addicted to courses and workshops and gurus and and Mm. and 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 books and this and that and the other and energy healing even and 
we yes. get addicted to all this stuff yeah. but really it begins and ends with us simple i think it's it, as you're saying that i think the key is to keep it playful mm-hmm. have a sense of humor yeah what's that <laughs> what's that Okay, so how do we use relationships to alchemize our lives? That's such a good question. Thank you. So, I just thought of it right now. <laughs> um, so any relationship that's going to come along is going to show you, to a degree like a mirror, something about yourself and or life that you need to learn and process. Sometimes it's a blessing. Sometimes it's a gift. Somebody who comes along who inspires you, who shows you, you know, they're like, oh, they encourage you to be a better version of yourself. They teach you something new. Awesome. That's the kind of relationship which is there as a catalyst and tool for your personal growth in a kind of soft, golden-hued, filtered way. And then we get the relationships that come along and it's the really difficult person or it's the friend that, you know, the, or the, the, the guy, the relationship that the beginning was all exciting and whatever. And then it unpeels all this kind of, you know, you unpeel the layers and all this yucky stuff comes up and it kind of makes you go, how did I end up in this situation? Or how did I end up being a worse version of myself in this dynamic? It's just there to teach us. Every single person is there to teach us. And it can be a relationship that is a completely unknown relationship. Like, how do you deal with the person in the in the grocery store you know how, how does that interaction go to a new friend to a professional relationship to dating someone new to an old friendship they're just there to teach us we grow through our relations with others yeah yeah so right? we need to be on mm-hmm. our shit and make sure those relationships are um making sense for growth not yeah. just distractions not just distra- and also just owning our part of it and it's not always doom and gloom sometimes it is the amazing relationships which come along that we say wow that person helped change my life for the better mm-hmm. because they insp- maybe they were a reason relationship and they came into our lives to teach us something for a reason a season but they left us with a gift for a lifetime or maybe it's somebody else like we had a friend when we were partying like i've had lots of friendships like that when i was completely a partier and it's like there was a reason and a season for that. I was going through a partying wild phase. They were too. We were in it together to explore some sides of ourselves. And then after a season of it, it was like, that's clearly not going to be a lifelong friend of mine. Yeah, I feel like that is a common theme with me in a way where, how do I say this without sounding like douchey? But I feel like I outgrow mm. people very quickly. And it's like nothing negative with them, but I... I feel like I meet them and we're kind of on the same level. And then I, I feel like, you know, I do type of different work. And then it's like, I'm just not mm. meshing with them anymore. So there's seasons. There's seasons. But there's I have so many seasonal friendships and it makes me be like, okay, am I like an asshole for like, but you also bye, have I outgrowed lifetime- you guys. No, you have lifetime friendships too, though. I think you're, I think uh, you're great. I, yeah, I don't, I wouldn't judge. I mean, I just to be completely honest I've had in the last probably 10 years especially since going on this journey of sort of my self-help journey really started in earnest in you know 2008 I've had so many friendships end in that time some of them were 10 year old friendships some of them were new friendships of people that came along and they were there for a season or whatever and I asked myself the same question as you I was like oh my god is it me am I disloyal am I is there something wrong with me you know etc etc and I owned the parts of myself and this is just my journey that got me into some of those situations I saw where I could have handled things perhaps differently or better or perhaps not got quite as close and then to only pull back but ultimately I still have lifetime friendships with you know a small group of people who I will be friends with until I leave this world and I'm completely loyal to they're completely loyal to me and those are my core key people everyone else was just reasons or seasons and so 
no kind of regrets it's just like as long as you're owning anything that might be your part in it i don't think you should be too hard on yourself about yeah it just made me think about it because i my last roommate like she was friends with people like from childhood like she's she has like a lot of her relationships are like 20 year relationships Mm. and to me i'm just like if I was friends with people for 20 years, like I don't even like we <laughs> after like three years, it was like, OK, you you kind of like outgrow. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I guess everyone's on a different everyone's path. You don't really di- need yeah. to compare. But yeah, exactly. Com- no, don't, no comparing. don't compare. But. And, and I've got some friends from when I was like 10 or whatever, but not that many, you know, and I don't want to expect to. So I think you shouldn't compare too much to other people. It's just everyone's journey is different. But I think the thing is, is do you have people who are you know you obviously do like core people in your lives who you know who are going to be there probably forever who you adore and you're growing with I don't find it hard to like if a fr- if, if friendship kind of outgrows and I feel it I think I sense it before the other person and it's, it's easier for me to kind of like walk away I mm. know for other people it's more challenging mm. So it's not heartless if you're like no. you're easy to be like okay well this is done and over with no. rather than like try to like hold on to something that's no I think I think in a way that's kind of being listen it might be painful for the other person and obviously we've got to try and do it with as much you know integrity as we can but at the end of the day it's powerful to know when something's done Mm. you know so like to know to be I had a spiritual teacher who once said to me the hardest thing you will ever need to deal with is to really know your truth and I was like "Mm, okay and she was like because your truth will change and when your truth changes, you will change. And I was like, what do you mean? Like your truth is going to change. Like this is my truth. And she was like, it's your truth to come to me now and study here. It might not be your truth in six months time. And that's okay. And she was so bloody right. Because guess what? Six months later, I left and stopped going. I still loved her. And I started this other organization, which I went to for seven years. And then that truth changed. And that's no longer part of my life either. So egoless of her. That's awesome. She was the real deal. Yeah, for real. I, f- I feel like I'm a new person every three months. Yeah. Like, I feel like I'm constantly transforming. Yeah. Yeah. And you're obviously going through maybe a period of, like, big growth and change, you know, in your life. And with that comes the seasons, right? Yes. The, the relationships yeah. for seasons. So rather than, I think it's just to kind of take some nuggets of gold. Alchem- the alchemy is, is, what did I learn? What What's good that I can take from this? Mm-hmm. What do I maybe, what's maybe the shadow elements I can take of this? Like, did I, did some of my uglier stuff come up? Is there something like, is there a way I can grow from this relationship and mm. perhaps see that this aspect of myself is not the best and maybe I can transform that? And can I try and end it as with as much grace and dignity as possible? I mean, that's the thing that I think I've had to, because I'm just kind of like, I've in the past done things where I've just been like, I'm done, bye. Yeah. Don't want to be your friend anymore, Same. bye. That's me. And that's pretty harsh. And sorry, if there's anyone that's- I know, I, I've Oopsie. done that to a lot of people. Mm, I've yeah. been like, I can't do this anymore. Bye. But I still, I still love them. Yeah. So do like, I. That's like, the funny thing. We're not. I just don't want to be friends with you. We're not friends anymore. Mm. But like, I still like have so much love for people who I I was close with at a certain time. I am completely on the same page as you. But it's just I don't want them in my everyday anymore. <laughs> yeah. Because we only have the gold, a little bit of gold energy. I love that gold energy. We gotta pick where we spend it. Visualization. What are some of the signs that we're just totally being a codependent dodo brain? You know, when you are the one, I mean, are you the receiver? Are you the one that's always got the prop? Like, are you relying overly on one person or, or a few select people in your life for everything? 
Like, I can't possibly make this decision without talking to this this person or these three, four people. Mm, that's placing a bit too much, you know, we're all adults, you know, it's placing a bit too much onus and responsibility and pressure on certain people. So I think that's a key sign. Are you, you know, if somebody doesn't reply to your messages or can't see you for a week or can't see you for x amount of time or can't or doesn't invite you to things are you immediately like oh my god i feel left out i feel yes. hurt okay. oh my- <laughs> yeah. signs of codependency okay. not you always know. it comes up it, it comes up you guys you know it pops up i know it's tough um but <laughs> another sign you know if you are equally if you are somebody that's like oh let me dive in and fix everything you know like you have almost a desire for diving in and fixing everyone else's problems you're the other other side Mm. of the codependency coin you know you're the person that's like you need something to to, you you're seeking out i used to seek out relation unwittingly subconsciously was seeking out relationships with people who had big drama and problems in their lives because i loved sort of petting them and looking after them and helping them and what because i didn't have to look at myself Right, so I kind of thrived off in a way. I was thriving off the drama of all I was needed, and it felt good to be needed. But then there's always that, like you know, um, hangover from the high. I I oh, was God. reading in Codependence No More, which I love that book so much. Codependent No More, I whatever. But um, she says there's the triangle mm-hmm. where it's, have you seen this? Where mm-hmm. it's like you do too much for mm-hmm. someone. Um, that person isn't thankful enough. You're hurt. Yep. And it just goes That's over exactly and over and over and over. Yeah. Wow. I I mean, I picked roommates that I lived with mm-hmm. where they like had major issues. And I was like, this is going to be the best ever. I get to constantly focus, come home and focus on you and helping you. Yeah. Rather Isn't than myself. Interesting. And you can be both. Like I'm I'm that person to some people and then some people give me way too much. It's like it's so, Oh my god. Yeah. I, I, I think I said this in my episode, which is I realized I was codependent in the other way with my best friend and my brother. My brother is one of my best friends, but I was way too demanding of him. Like I expected mm. I have a problem and he had a really full on busy dramatic job and I, I'd call him in the middle of the day and he'd be like, I'm doing all these deals and like I'm whatever, whatever. Like what is it? And I was like, my internet's not working. My computer, <laughs> you know, like really dramatic. Like, or, or this person sent me this message and he'd just be like, really? Like, really? It's not, I thought you were dying or something. It's one of my best friend, you know, she'd come and I'd have an, had, had yet another breakup. And so she, and she was married at the time and she'd come and, you know, we'd sit and we'd drink some wine and watch the movie. And then she'd be like, okay, I've, you know, she'd spend four hours with me. And then she'd be like, okay, I'm going to go home and have dinner with my husband now. And I'd, I, I would let her go, but I'd be feeling really like, I'm abandoned. Why'd like, she leave? Yeah, me? she's leaving. And it was ridiculous. It's like she was married. She was in a different, you know, she came and spent four hours with me. She, we talked it through, really. <laughs> like, that's codependency. So I've oh been both. God, I've been both yes. as well. Yeah. It's, yeah. I think what's good about like having these conversations is because you can now, I guess, for me, I know when I know when it pops up. Yeah. I can, oh yeah. I can feel it Game and I can changer. spot it. And sometimes I'm like, I'll catch myself getting hurt over like somebody not responding to a text or whatever, a party or whatever. And then I kind of go, "Oh, that's just kind of codependence. That's or my shit. That's my shit. It's just my, my shit. Crap. It's and my it's not. Coming yeah. Up. And it's not real. Yeah. yeah. And then I'm just like, okay, whatever. It's- Rather than go down the rabbit hole. Yes. Stop yourself from going down the rabbit hole. And it's just so helpful to be like, this is what I like to do. And here's a person who's going to be really fun to do it with. And I'm not going to do it. So moving right along. Because now that I know my warning signs, my triggers, my shit, 
I'm just like, oh, every guy I meet right now, because that's my energy, mm-hmm. is the perfect fit mm-hmm. for what I like to get stuck on and mm-hmm. my ego and my my stuff. And I'm just, I it gives me a choice. I didn't have a choice before. Mm-hmm. Knowing this information gives you room to breathe and think with your brain. <laughs> yeah, it's interesting you say that about guys. I mean, I, I think that in a weird way, you know, romantic relationships are such a challenge for most people because that's where all our stuff comes up. You know, all of our stuff is coming up. Because it's a different level of connection, basically because of the sexual connection, right? It's just a different level of laying your soul bare and vulnerable. And really, I think that you know, we all, well, not all maybe, but I think most people have this kind of fancy of like needing this other part of themselves, needing this other person that's going to complete them. Whereas number one, I don't think there's just one person out there that's our soulmate by any means. I think that we have several soulmates and we end up with one of our soulmates. Yeah, we probably have a million. We have so many soulmates. And I mean, I'm talking even romantic ones, Mm -hmm. you know, I think that we have not like, you know, we have we have there are several people who we could end up being with and be like this is a soulmate relationship we hopefully end up with one of them um but i think that you know these these romantic relationships they just strip us bare they strip us bare down to our very core needs and our core needs for for many of us is i feel i need to be with another to feel completed Mm. and i know what i personally used to do was sort of shape shift myself to fit the dynamic of the relationship with the person, right? Mm-hmm. To be what the person wanted me to be. And so I would end up with these very happy boyfriends who would be like, oh yeah, I'm really committed and you know, a couple wanted to marry me, this, that and the other, but I wasn't happy. Yeah. Because I didn't really know myself, yeah. right? Yeah. So it's it was like a really difficult thing. So it took a lot of time and me kind of going, no, I have to be single for a while to actually go, who the hell am I without anyone? Can we like wrap up on how you did that? <laughs> That's kind of where we're at. Yeah. Yeah. We've um, been single. We've been doing the work. Been yeah. How, how long does the work last? I've been single for like seven years. I've been single for 7,000 years. <laughs> for me, I got to mid-30s, moving, met two sort of t- semi-soulmates. One of them wasn't really a soulmate. One of them definitely was a soulmate. And after that relationship broke up, I realized that I needed to reset myself if I was going to get married ever. Because at that point, I was like, maybe it's just not going to happen for me. You know, maybe it's not just going to happen for me. And I was okay with, I, so I kind of, I put the wall down. I, my, everyone's problem is different, right? Some people, it's they don't put themselves out there or they don't get into relationships. Mine was not the not getting into relationships. It's like whatever comes naturally to you is what you need to do the opposite exactly. of. That is exactly, <laughs> yeah. exactly yeah. the advice that everyone who's why, listening. Wait, why? Because it's like if you... Yes. I, I went to this rope course once where with my with my teacher actually like a spiritual teacher to me and she was so excited for us to go and everyone was so scared and like they had to climb up and they had to conquer their fears and get to the top and then it was her turn and the leader was like you're you're not climbing today like your work is to not do it because you want to do it so badly and she was like bawling she was like but I want to show off and like show everybody how good I am at it and blah blah blah." because she's so honest and open and he was like no so like if you're just always going to dominate a conversation your work is to go inward or if you're always inward like your work would be to lead it like go out exactly right yeah that's exactly exactly right so if your tendency is to 
you know, I have friends who like they they they're just I want to meet someone, I want to meet someone, I want to meet someone. So it's like they're dating, dating. It's not one three month relationship, one six month relationship. Immediately on to the next, and I'm like, you, if you were just single for six months and didn't date anyone, you'd probably meet the love of your life mm. because you're going against your nature. So mine personally was to avoid getting into yet another monogamous serious relationship. Yeah. I was by myself, and you know, I had a visa at this point, a working visa in the U- U.S., but I knew I wanted to be here forever and not. With that, because I was getting married to somebody and getting it that way. So I worked on getting my green card. I worked on setting up, you know, establishing myself with my business. I worked on getting my shit together, to be completely honest. And I read Calling in the One, which I highly, highly mm, writing recommend. Down, writing it down. <laughs> These two, if you could see how quickly their pens came calling out. In calling in the one. The one. No, no, it's Catherine Woodward Thomas, who's the lady that also coined the unconscious coupling or consciously uncoupling uh, the expression culture yes that book calling in the one i mean it's like 11 bucks from amazon i think it's on my i like wrote about it on my website as being one of the best it's so powerful and i will tell you this that when you start doing it i did it three times like i did it the first time i did it i got to lesson 12 and i met this guy who was definitely a soulmate was with him for six months broke up so we broke up i did it again but rushed through it because i kind of was hoping we'd get back together or whatever and then i just had, had a big sort of stalling period of time of like not doing anything started working on it again met my husband started dating him carried on working on it finished it by the time I finished it we kind of both knew this was it with with him and I and it's just so powerful and don't do it it's it will change your life not just your romantic life but it will change your life in all areas spiritually personally professionally in all areas i cannot recommend it enough just ignore some of the god talk if that's not really your thing and ignore some of the cheesiness like the title is a bit cheesy it's a really powerful self-help tool so i did that a few times i also was single and celibate for two and a half years which was an accident Mm. um (laughs) yeah we've we've been working on that accident too oh it's unfortunate Mm -hmm. i made the mistake of saying out loud i moved into a new and I said I'm going to leave here and move into my husband's place and I'm not going to kiss any the next person I kiss is going to be my husband and you did it literally yeah literally that's what happened so be careful for what you put out there because <laughs> it um, truly comes because back. It, it can really come back but here's the thing guys everyone's journey to like wholeness and to meeting their person and having which I think it's normal like to want to be in a you know it's it's wonderful to be in a relationship right and a, and a, a, a good fulfilling healthy one but it brings up its own challenges and your own stuff definitely comes out again but I think the thing is is to have the best relationship with yourself and it's as cheesy and as simple and yet as complicated as that is to really get your life in order like for me it was writing down a list of characteristics that I wanted in a soulmate and that I wanted the traits that I wanted within that soulmate connection and it was about developing those within myself you know really becoming who I wanted to be with so that I would be an energetic match and I my husband's not perfect um you know we don't have a perfect relationship there's no smug whatever but he's amazing and he was worth the wait, and he's worth all the struggles that I went through to get to where I got to so is your brother single? <laughs> he is actually. Good question. Great. Is it unhealthy to be attracted to somebody that has an aspect that you want to own in yourself? No, is it unhealthy to be attracted to somebody who has like, no. We'll say because I find myself like attracted to like successful people like in a do like following their dreams and doing what they love. Very, very good question. Now I'm seeing what the question really is. Yeah. 
So I'm like, I feel like I'm not owning that part of myself. You've hit, you just said it. Right. So I'm, so I'm like attracted to them because I'm like being around it will like, I guide it or something, but it usually. You're not making the responsibility for making it for yourself. I did exactly the same thing, by the way. And what I realized is, is I didn't want to own the, the, the sort of warrior within me that was capable of creating my own success. It was easier to be like, oh, I want to experience success and abundance and this, that, and the other in my life. So I'm going to go for, you know, these kind of go-getting type people who've created that in their lives and I get to be a part, I get to experience that in my life. And they were very kind, you know, whatever, to, to, to be like that with me. But at the end of the day, the lesson for me was really create what you, what you find attractive in other people, create it within yourself and your own life. So make a list not only for your soulmate, but for yourself. Yeah, but it's a list for your soulmate that you then take. Say you want to be with somebody who's financially sound. Mm. Are you financially sound? Say you want to be with somebody who is successful. What does successful mean? What does it look like? And do you have that in your life? Wow. Do you want to be with somebody emotionally strong and secure? Um, what baggage? I, I had emotionally baggage free. and Wow. I, guess what? I had to become emotionally baggage wow. free. Do you see what I mean? It's like every single thing. Like somebody, I put somebody that is in, really intelligent and, and, and sort of whatever. And obviously I was like, hmm, am I really that intelligent? Whatever. But it's just like, you know, it meant that I went down a route of kind of reconnecting to some of the more intellectual I love side. It. Just like if we become, you know, when, when I kind of to end it, I guess, is what I said before is it's as simple and as complex as being who you want to be. I'm writing it down. Be who you want to be. Be who you want to be with. Become that person. Become that person. And let every single other relationship and experience that you go through, whether it's codependent, whether it's a reason, whether it's a season, take and glean the lessons, the gold nuggets, even if it was a difficult experience. Alchemize it. Take those experiences to make you a better person, to make you have your eyes wider open about yourself and the world and others and move forward with those lessons integrated to the next season, the next reason, the next relationship. Oh, we got you, work Ambie. to do. W- where can they find you on Instagram? So I'm Alchemy Ambi on Instagram. And your website? Is www.alchemywithambi.com. I don't know why I had to think about that. Can people, <laughs> can people book you through your website? Yeah, they can They can reach out and, and whatever. And I'm always looking for like, you know, interesting topics that people want me to talk about um, with my little monthly coaching Oh, guys, exercises. check out her podcast. It is excellent. Um, Dana, where can they find you? At Dana Moonmee. And you can find me at Megan Granger. Thank you guys so much for listening. We hope you learned so much. We love you. This is what you gotta do. Ain't no treadmill. No, no, no. Ain't no bicycle. No, no, no. Do it on a yoga mat. No, no, no. It's from shaking that. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.